could I do the work I do now and make the impact I can do now if I had read about it in a book? No, not not even close. You have to live it. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Karine Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Welcome, everybody, to another episode on your Badass Journey podcast. Today's guest is Marsha Van Weinsberg. She is a speaker, coach, and author and really helps you step into radical responsibility for your life. It's all about really feeling empowered on the choices you make and living the life that matters most to you. So, you know, our dialogue today is going to be deep. She shares her journey on how she and her family went through substance abuse of her teen children and and the process of that. She is an open book and has also written two books that you can check out as well. I'm excited to jump into today's conversation because it also touches on how you take your life journey and master storytelling, uh, how you actually put it into your own advantage of creating impact in the world, but finding ways to monetize it as well, which is what she does in her coaching practice. And um, you're going to learn some tips and tricks about that today as well. So let's jump into today's conversation and I will um, see you on the other side. And do not hesitate as you have takeaways today or aha moments listening to today's conversation. We would love to hear from you. So go ahead and snap a picture, post it on Insta, tag us in it, and we will respond. Also, if you have any questions that you would like to see answered on the show, please submit them to hello at kareenwalsh.com so that I can produce an episode just for you answering your question. All right, let's jump in. Welcome, Marsha, to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Kareen. I'm so thrilled to be here. I love dialoguing with you. I've been honored to be on your show as well. And so I thought I'd have you on to come talk with my listeners as well. Because your perspective on making choices Mm -hmm. and radical responsibility is something that I know my listeners will benefit from. Before we jump into those questions, I would love for you to tell a little bit about yourself and your journey of how you came to be the coach, speaker, podcaster you are today. Absolutely. Um, first off, thank you for having me. Thrilled to be here. Second, I didn't know this was going to be my journey. And that's kind of funny sometimes when we look at how life unfolds. I mean, I spent years in physical therapy. I was, I was working as a kinesiologist, but at the same time doing an awful lot of coaching because I had some clients I was actually teaching how to walk again. So my years of coaching have been many, many years. Mm. And then as we were our boys, we were going through, we started to go through experiences with teen substance abuse that I just literally came out of left field, never saw it coming. 
no indicators, nothing like that. And the best way I can describe it is that it was a monster that came into our life and it only grew. It never went away. For Mm -hmm. us, it was not... Many people would be saying a phase and all these things. That's not how it went with us. And so my world got very, very small. I started to... I didn't recognize who I was. I didn't want to be seen in public. I didn't know... I didn't know how to show up and I didn't know how to handle a shame story or how to handle the words from other people. And... My story, our story scared a lot of people. So literally when we're in fear, what kinds of things, how do we act as humans? Not really good, like not really good. And so I spent a number of years hiding and avoiding and, but secretly still trying to get as much help as I could to figure out how to fix this. Because my whole model was how do we fix this? And as women, Mm -hmm. we tend to think of fix, manage, and control, right? For some reason, we signed this imaginary contract that our job is to make sure everything in our family goes smoothly, perfectly. And if it doesn't, we failed. So for many years, I felt that I had failed. Until I hit a point, a turning point when I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Like it was either I changed or I was going to lose myself completely. And I stopped trying to fix, manage, and control everyone and started to understand the words choices and ownership and taking responsibility for myself and stop blaming others for where my life was at. And yes, it sounds easy. It took a long time to go through it. A lot of counseling, a lot of support. And I slowly started to share my story in small small gatherings, small groups. And I was put into a Facebook group where I realized there were all of a sudden, there was you know hundreds of thousands of moms. And I went, well, wait a minute, it's not just me? Like I had no idea it wasn't just me. And that became almost the permission of maybe I should speak. And a counselor said to me one day that, did you ever consider that maybe this was exactly what you were supposed to be doing? And when I could give purpose to my pain, I honestly, my life started to change instantly. It really started to change. So I started to share my story in small groups, then small stages, then larger groups, and then at events. And there was never a time that I shared my story where someone didn't come up to me afterwards and say, oh my God, that was my story and I've never told a soul. And I just didn't want that for people. So I felt that as I started to share and speak, I was in a space of giving people permission to show up as authentically as they could. And here's the thing with shame stories. The reason they're so powerful is because we don't talk about them. (laughs) We We don't speak about them. We don't give them a voice. So we fuel the story. And we take that power away from ourselves. And through two books, lots of coaching, podcasting, I really help women to learn how to not stay stuck in their stories, but actually realize that their story is their superpower. It's made them who they are. It's how they can show up and make an impact in the world. And now I'm helping women really learn how to stand on those stories and create impact and build businesses with impact. So that's the nutshell story. No, that's beautiful. And and thank you for sharing. I, I'm curious, how is the state of your family today? And what is one of the um, main lessons you learned about yourself going through the process from when you had addiction enter your family and where you stand in it as a mother now? You know, based on the other side, are you on the other side of your shame story? Are you? I am on the other side. Yeah, I'm on the other side of my shame story. Here's the thing: I can't control like whether I dealt with this with my kids or not. Their life is their journey. Mm -hmm. It's not my journey to fix, manage, or control. So, regardless if I never dealt with this. 
it's still their journey. And yeah. that means it's their life to create. It's theirs to do. I love them uncontrolled, like just really unconditionally, regardless. Yeah. They're incredible kids. We have we have been in a state where, you know, yes, with COVID right now, we had Christmas here. We didn't see extended family. And I'm able, like we just, we have a really good relationship. We are able to talk about things that I don't think that most parents would ever talk about, but we, we learned how to get there. And it's so interesting to me that I had to learn how to take responsibility for myself on my own choices and changing myself is what changed the situation without me ever fixing the situation. Does that make sense? No, it does because we all digest information based on our own lens and filters of what we believe about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And and so it always starts with self before always. anything else, regardless what's happening in any relationship that we are interacting with. So I, I think that's a, a, a great awareness that you have come to and realizing that uh, you have to face you in mm-hmm. the mix of it all. And, and yes, I did. And that is one of the hardest points to realize because I still, to this day, I will always give back in my business to support parents, to support people who are dealing with it. But in the beginning, I thought that's all I wanted to do was support parents. And I'm in truth be told, it didn't take me long before I was like, Oh my God, I don't want to do this. This is not what I want to do. Because yeah. when you're in it, you're looking for a solution to fix it. Right. And you don't want to hear that you have to take care of yourself because I would have parents say, but you don't understand. I'm afraid he's going to die. And I'm like, what are you going to do to stop it? Like, what are you yeah. going to do? Just You can't stop it. It's an awful realization to come to. But again, regardless of my situation, I don't have control of what happens to my kids when they leave the house. I don't have control. What ha- I don't have any control. Right. And so putting all the energy into things that I can't control is a massive waste of energy that I could be using into changing my own life. And for me, I remember having a moment where I was so angry with them because of where my life was at. And I blamed them for everything that I I did totally own it. Um, And then I had to realize that, wait a minute, I'm not taking any responsibility for myself at all. And at the end of the day, that is essentially what all of us have to do is we have to take responsibility for ourselves, regardless of what choices we make. So we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to do things and go, what was I thinking? But that's how we learn. And that's how we are humans. And we have to allow ourselves to make mistakes and do those things. So for me, I have very, very solid boundaries for myself of what I am okay with, how I'm treated and all of those things. And so we have really built relationships from that. And and I mean, I love my kids. I still can never control whatever happens with them. So that's just how I say it. Now, has that energy like bled into your business life? So so now discovering that about yourself and you're standing as a leader in your own business, what has transferred in that has a, a created impact? And what are some of the things maybe you're still working on regarding your business building? Mm, that's such a good that's such a great question. Yes, a lot of that has transferred into me and my business in the sense that I try to empower my clients to create that change similar to how I would have with my kids. I can't own what success they're going to have. I can't make their decisions for them. But I do have a way with them to see in them what they don't see in themselves yet and to see what is capable. And part of my superpower is to be able to like really just shift the story or the meaning that you've given the story. And instead of using that as the reason why you can't 
do anything in your life and let it define you. It's actually what makes you who you are. And if we could actually embrace those parts of ourselves and learn from them, that's what connects us to everyone else. So that helps me to be a connector and connect with people because I'm very real and honest. There's there's no BS. I don't do that. That's very straightforward. So I think that that allows me to connect with people. But I also think that that allows me to honor the boundaries that are in place in the sense of working with clients. Because again, I'm very invested in them that I want them to succeed and do well, 100%. But what they choose to do with it is still theirs. It's still theirs. Yep. So I don't... I I honor those boundaries and respect them. Yeah. It sounds like too, you're, you de- you're detaching yourself from the outcome. I, that's exact. I I actually detached so much so that you know last year as we talk about 2020, I think because a lot of people have not gone through experiences where they actually didn't you could face to face didn't have control. We lived that for so long. So when things first started with COVID, I turned 50 at the beginning of COVID last year and I can't tell me people they're like this is so terrible. I'm like what's terrible? <laughs> like what's terrible? Yeah. And they're like, this is this is COVID. I'm like, the yeah, so like whatever. Yeah. Like it's so I'm very detached from like what that expectation of what things have to look like. Because I think that is part of what also happens is we get very caught up in what their family looks like and the picture they post about Christmas. And I'm like, it's a snapshot in time. Like it's just right. it's just don't give it that energy because you have no idea what someone else's story is. And even if you do think you know, you don't. I promise you don't. Yeah, I, I you're reminding me of something I com- commonly say, which this is just a small moment in your super large life, <laughs> you know, in order to get perspective on the things that when you feel like you're hitting what what would be considered a dilemma, like you you have this way or that way. There's 10 million ways you could go, yes. and the, and the one thing you can control is how you show up in it. Yes, and so the fact that you've had that radical candor with yourself and really taking that responsibility of your choices mm-hmm. is really the the best outcome but also way to live you know it just makes it easier <gasps> to say i chose this it was wrong i'll choose again mm-hmm. that was better i'm going to choose again Oh, even better. Oh, that was wrong again. That's freaking life. You know, like this is what we all go through. Detaching yourself from the outcome relieves a pressure. That's that fixed it energy you were talking about, right? Where there's Mm -hmm. this, it should look and feel and be a different way. Addiction is something we, uh, so many families suffer with that don't have necessarily the capacity or the understanding of how to face the reality. Mm-hmm. of the uncontrollable outcome. Mm-hmm. And when you do lean into the loving first, like, I'm going to love you. Mm-hmm. I might not like what you do, but I'm going to love what you do. The outcome is yours to navigate towards. Mm-hmm. And I could show you new things. I can, I can decide I don't want to be in this anymore with you. Like You still had that choice too. The fight or flight mm-hmm. in you could have decided that as well. And and I think um, the way certain people have responded to what the year of 2020 were in sitting, if you're sitting in any sort of like blaming the universe <laughs> for your lack in your life, then you might need to face some things and make better choices for yourself, mm-hmm. right? 
It's a, it's a very uncomfortable position for a lot of people. And I just, I was just, I just look at it differently in the sense that we don't have that control, but really owning that we can take radical responsibility for ourselves, no matter what our story is and no matter what choice we have. And I like did I, I literally lost my job March 17th last year. My college came in and said, you can no longer work. And I came home and I was just like, well, that was 27 years. What do I do with that? And everybody's like, it's going to be two weeks. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to be two weeks. <laughs> and I, no. I had a feeling. And I remember it was March 18th and I got up and I showered and I got ready. My husband's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I asked for more time to work on my business. So we're going to get at it. Like It was yeah. literally, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And I didn't look back. It was like, I didn't want to have a regret for time that was available to me to do something with it. And I just did. So for even for the next couple of months, I don't know how many friends would be like, why are you working so hard? And I'm like, I'm not going to just going to sit back and wait for my right. money you to come to me. You create the life you want. Yeah. You create the life that you want. And, and, and in me, I kind of went, life is always happening for me. I do understand that that's a trigger for a lot of people. Because when you're stuck in really thick mess... You think, what do you mean for me? This is horrible. But if you can switch how you look at it, what am I supposed to learn from this? And the way I look at that is, yes, our life was our life was awful for a number of years. I'm not going to lie. It was very hard to find joy in anything. Yeah. But the thing is, is that could I do the work I do now and make the impact I can do now if I had read about it in a book? No, not, a, not even close. You got to live it. You have to live it. You can't do anything unless you live it. That's why I think the more we can dive into what we have lived, that's where our superpower is. So tell us a little bit about your your work now and the format of helping people turn their story into impact. Mm-hmm. What, what does that look like? And maybe give us um, an example of a client you've worked with or or some winning moment you felt like, okay, this is my calling. This is what I'm meant to be doing. Absolutely. I have a number of different clients. And because what I've done with my business, and it really didn't start out as a business. I started out with a book and a podcast. So nothing that was generating money. It was more of, let's help people. And as I started to do that, I started to connect with more and more people. And it was creating that permission that maybe this is actually supposed to be something. And then working through almost the guilt or the opinions of others that how can you build a business on something that was so traumatic. And I'm like, well, I choose to help others with it. So that is my my perception in doing it. But I have had um, a few clients in the sense that I have had a client who is struggle with eating disorders and is now coaching on like really self-love, body, all of those things. I had a client who dealt with addiction issues herself and her spouse. And she raises her kids on her own and she speaks for AA chapters like like globally. It's she's an amazing speaker. I have um clients who have dealt with a number of different shame stories, assault, sexual assault, and they're using that to become the message to impact young girls. Tomorrow, I'm like so excited about this. I have three clients who have three girls that are 10 years old. These girls have friended me on Instagram and they're sharing stories about ownership. So I'm like, girls, how would you like to come on and talk about ownership and what that means for... And they're so excited. So we're doing That's a group. That's huge. Yeah. I, I can't oh even. God. I'm so excited. Right. And I just went, wow, that was not... See, this is a beautiful thing when you stay open. That was not one of my intentions. But mm. I was like, oh my God, if we could impact 
some of these young girls or young kids that you can take ownership for your own choices. One of the girls made a comment, which just blows my mind in the fact that she has a parent still dealing with addiction. And she said, why does he get to own my choices if he doesn't even own his own? And I'm like, she's 10. Oh, (laughs) yes. I love her. I love her. That's such a great question. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? So I'm super, I'm just so excited in the fact that I feel like I'm opening up these doors all over for people to show up as authentically as themselves. And this is the thing, right? People go, how do I get to be more vulnerable? And I'm like, vulnerable means you have to share yourself and you have to find ways to do that. So that is really what I help them to do. And now that they are getting messages, my clients are getting messages from people. See, when you talk about difficult things... A lot of people watch you for a long time before they ever connect because the no like, and trust factor is there and there's some fear. And now all of a sudden, some of them are getting messages from people saying, I've been following you for a year. How do I work with you? What do I do? We're just opening up more and more doors and giving permission for people to talk about the things that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. And being true about it, right? Like those Mm -hmm. uh, authentic environments uh, without judgment are so needed right now. Because there's a lot of suffering happening and um, also a lot of great things happening. A lot of success is happening. And it's really your perspective on how you look at it and make choices within it to move forward. But I love the impact that you're having because it's so true. You have to invite people in for the dialogue in order for them to navigate through it and decide... The lesson or the story that they, the weight of it that they want to carry forward with it. As it's, well. yeah, no, it doesn't. Your story doesn't have to define you. Like your story no. makes you who you are. It really, really moments. does. They're just moments in time. Yeah. And when you can put a purpose to something that's difficult, it really can change how you show up, it can change what you do. And I just think there's a lot of room for all of us to truly stand in that space where if you take a quote from... I take a quote from Brene Brown right now that what the world is really missing is connection. We are craving, craving connection, especially now because... You know, there are still people who are like, what is Zoom? And I'm like, what do you mean, what is Zoom? Like, I mean, I've, I am still so connected to so many other people that at least that helps. But that piece of connection, if you really are looking for your people to connect with, you have to find ways to allow yourself to be seen. And that's so what all are some of tips? you. What are some tips we can give listeners on building better and deeper connections? Great question. First off, I would say to go back through your story to really get an understanding of who you are, like who you are, what makes you who you are, what do you know better than anyone else? Because the thing is, is vulnerability is not getting online and vomiting out everything you know or everything about everybody else. That's not vulnerability, that's gossip. Vulnerability is about us. That's why it's uncomfortable. So sharing parts of ourselves and learning that when we share emotions, There's a big difference between being in the story and in the story is when we are replaying and like festering in those negative emotions over and over, retelling the story. That is not a way to move forward in your life, but learning to almost stand on your story and perspective wise to see how has your story made you who you are allows you to then be able to share those parts of yourself and do that. Now, one of the things that people tend to be so afraid of is the judgment of others. And I love talking and sharing about this. But the judgment of others, if we're so afraid of how others are going to judge us, A, we can't control that. And B, 
no one, I promise you, no one will ever judge you more than you judge yourself. When I realized that is when a lot of things changed in my life because I would hear people say things and we had people come to our door, yell at us for how we were handling things because it really, I have to understand that came from fear. It came from fear. It was too scary, too close to home. But once I started to understand that no matter what someone else was saying, A, if they've never walked in my shoes, they've never spent time in my life, they don't know what it's like, detached from it. And then I would listen to it and go, oh, I've already said all those things to myself. So what does it matter what they say? And that is the most freeing thing in the world to let go of the judgment of others. So if you're really trying to connect with people, you have to kind of go through those steps And also know that if you have never embraced vulnerability before, you probably will not connect with the right people in the first few times you try it because maybe you're not surrounding yourself with the people who are going to give you that permission, that space to be open and vulnerable. Because I did that in the beginning. I started to share. And then before I knew it, my closest friends, I'm hearing my stories everywhere else. And I was like, what? That's so awful. But it's just, I wasn't with the right people. And that's okay. So vulnerability will bring the most beautiful relationships into your life. A, when you see that you're worthy of it. And B, when you're allowing to receive that support from others. And C, when you're open and honest and ask. Yeah, I think I, those are great tips. And I'm sure my listeners you know, jot down a lot of different things to try. What, what came to mind as you were talking are... Um, one of the identifiers for me to know that whether or not I was connecting with the right people was like if I was being triggered by something someone else showed up as or was doing that created an emotional trigger for me, I would stop to identify what it was and realize how do I mm-hmm. show up that way? Mirror, you know, work. like, and really try to reflect it in, yeah, in the mirroring of what it is that, why is that triggering me? And do I show up that way to really get clear and connected with that's probably something I need to work on because if that person's triggering me, I'm sure I'm doing it and triggering someone else. And this might not be the connection to keep moving forward with because if that's not how I want to show up in the world, then I need to face it. To, you to absolutely it. do. And I love that you said that. I it was about, about four or five years ago when I was at a conference and I was asked, the question was, would you wish there's one thing that people knew about you that they don't? And for me, I was always triggered. I, I was very triggered when people say, it's easy for you because you're strong. And I was like, oh, for God's <laughs> sakes, like I just can't even... And when I put up my hand, she said, what is it? And I told her and she said, well, how, why does that trigger you? And I'm like, because I work on this every day. Like this has been a work in progress every single day since we started going through this. And she said, well, how will they know if you don't tell them? And that was the moment that I started to realize that, okay, I have to be more real with people. And that means that, yes... I have days that I struggle. I have times that I struggle. Of course I do. I'm human. I have to allow myself that. But I don't choose to stay there. And I use the Lisa Nichols, I love Lisa Nichols, but I use her analogy mm-hmm. that we can drive through. I call I call it pity party. Oh my God, look at the picture. I have a picture with her too. <laughs> I have a picture of Lisa on my wall behind me because Marsha can see me right now. And so I just so pointed awesome. to it. She's like right be, always behind me, um, Lisa. Yeah. So no, sorry. it's good. I just did her 12-day challenge where you share yourself. And then I got a message going, you were one of the top 
people. And I was like, oh, cool. That's so awesome. I love Lisa Nichols. That's yeah, amazing. I was excited. Yeah, she's amazing. So she, one of the things that she talks about, and I have just adapted this myself, that we can drive through valleys and I call it Pity Party City. And if you're going through mm-hmm. Pity Party City, you can slow down, you can pull over, you can sit there for a while. But if you choose to park the car, get out, buy property and move in, that's a choice. Like that's a choice. Yeah. So perspective-wise, staying in that space is like sucking the life out of you. And it's stopping you from using the gifts that you have that could impact someone else. And so really finding ways to move through those through those emotions yeah. And you, we're meant to move through them. We're meant to feel. We're not meant to numb. And right. it can be uncomfortable. And it's not meant to feel good all the time no. either. I don't know where that expectation came, which should be like good and shiny all the time. No idea. But it is something about progress. You know, like the the example you just gave is something that I use a I use a tool of like what's filling me up and what's not filling me up, mm-hmm. so that I'm very clear on identifying what's bringing me down, so I could do something about it. Yes, because then I can make a choice and say, okay, if that's bringing me down, I got to get it off my plate. Just stop doing it, whatever that is, and then what does fill me up and add more of that in, <laughs> because I I think that the adding in is the thing that when once I learned that process when I became mm-hmm. a certified health coach and. When I was way back when, 2010 or something, I I realized that it was like you add the good things in, and it's so much easier to let go of the things that don't work for you anymore. And so taking the time to assess when you're in that valley mm-hmm. to say, well, I want to climb back up and feel whatever it is I want to feel next. You have to have some assessment tools to identify which route to take and mm-hmm. what choices to take next. So I think that's really great. And I know that listeners have benefited from the this dialogue because we're all still sitting in this time of what could feel like an uncontrollable time. Personally, for me, 2020 was a very successful year because I didn't have to overextend myself to the outside world. And I could truly decide every single day how I wanted to show up in it. And so I did some really cool, great things and business showed up for that. Awesome. Yeah, it's, and and it's a choice, right? Mm-hmm. But I chose to be resourceful, and I chose to be willing in in this time. And you all need to continue to make those type of choices into twenty twenty one, because it the what's happening outside the world you can never control. No, you can definitely have impact, and mm-hmm. you can decide what impact you want to have in it. But how you show up in your world, in your life, in your business every single day is one hundred percent. You are under your control, how you show up in it. And so I love that we're able to dialogue on that today, Marsha, because I know that's the foundation that you stand on and you assist so many people in sharing their story and all ages. I love that you're you're a 10 year old showing up because, you know, the dialogue is so true from that age group because they haven't built their filters yet. And they haven't walked into that false belief that we are all conformed to from the age of 10 on. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to hear how that dialogue goes oh. because that's going to be so beautiful. I'm so excited for it. I really, really am. I'm so excited for it. I also like. I just want to share because I think it's a beautiful story that I connected last year. I published Owning Your Choices, and two years ago, I connected with a girl from Africa who shared her story of being a 
oh, survivor of human trafficking, not victim. Mm. She's mm-hmm. very clear and not victim. No. And when it came time to writing the book, I reached her and said, I would love to have you in the book. And she's like, I can't afford that. And I said, leave that up to me. And I put it out there and we were able to get it fully covered. And that's part of the give back that is important. But allowing somebody like that, who is in her young 20s, who has spoken publicly about human trafficking... <sighs> Just giving someone the platform to share a story like that, I, it, it's it's everything. It is everything. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And it puts a lot in perspective when you can align certain emotional feelings and the, the, the connection with someone who's gone through something like that mm-hmm. and realize that some of the choices in your own life were similar, not exactly mm-hmm. the same, but that you could overcome them in the same way and be yes. survivor through whatever it is you go through, whether it's your own family story, like you shared with managing through addiction and how you chose to to manage through that in your family, to human trafficking and being a survivor of that, and then finding the platform to help others not have to go through it, but also realize they still have a choice every single day. Oh, they so do. They so do. And I just, I would encourage all of your listeners that if you're having a point where you're frustrated with where things are at, that when you really do look at what does fulfill you, what brings you joy, when you're stuck in a really downward spiral, joy is the last word you think of. But what does bring you joy? And are you putting that into your day? Are you putting that into your schedule? And when you really do own those choices, you realize that regardless of your circumstances, you do have a choice in how you show up. Yeah, and I would just encourage that you do those things first thing in the mm-hmm. in your day, because when you start your day that way, it tr- the ripple effect of the choices throughout your day Absolutely. are so much stronger and so much more aligned with who you want to be mm-hmm. showing up with. This is Absolutely. so great. So tell our listeners how they can connect with you and um, reach out or send their feedback or takeaways from today's conversation. I would love it if there's any um, questions or takeaways. If you tag us on social media, I'm usually Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn as well. And my website's marshavanw.com. I'm very active there. My podcast is Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And it is literally just highlighting so many incredible people like yourself who have been in a space of really taking ownership and creating change in their life. So, so awesome. (laughs) I know you guys will benefit for connecting with Marsha. And as I close out my conversations as a thank you to you, I give you the opportunity to ask a question. Is there, if there's something going on that you're trying to get over now or, or build or whether it's in your life or business that you would like support on from me, I would love that question so I can support you today. For me, my best... Wow, what a great question. So I... For me, I am building out this quiz and connecting with other um, people. So quiz has been an interesting thing for me to go through. And and it's been a really interesting experience. So I'm going through the process of building out that quiz. And the quiz is like, what are the blocks to owning your story? What are the blocks Mm -hmm. you have in your Mm -hmm. life? And from my years of coaching, I've really found we fall into like victim, people pleaser, hider, or fighter, perfectionist, or a mix of all of them. So bringing that out and connecting with people is just a new experience for me. Is there anything in that that you need help with or want to dialogue on that I can help you with today? Communicating, actually, great question. Okay, communicating in a sense, communicating in the client's words as opposed to your words. So Mm -hmm. when I, 
this has been a real eye opener for me this past year and realizing that like my master, my program was always called the radical responsibility mastermind. And a mentor had said to me, but you have to speak in your client's words because radical responsibility is you to a T, but it's intimidating for people who might look at it and go, I'm not strong enough to work with that. Yeah. So learning how to communicate and I guess would be part of my question and making sure it's a language that your clients can follow and understand and connect with. Yeah. So when I'm trying to figure out the attraction, right? So what would my clients be attracted to? Or if I'm helping my clients do that with their <laughs> services and their business. I always like to go through a little exercise where I'm trying to really get clear on their pains. So what are they trying to solve for? And then I ask myself, well, how do I solve those pains? Or how would my clients solve those pains? And then I make sure I'm focusing on them as a persona. Like, do I really understand my ideal client? Where are they hanging out? What what, um, platforms are they on? What shows are they watching? You know, what are the brands that they wear? Like, you really go through a brand story around your ideal client because then you can go and search those brands and see how they are communicating to your ideal client to buy from them. Mm-hmm. And you'll pick up certain languages, you'll pick up um, different keywords. Like, for example, if your ideal client, like, where's Lululemon, would um, order food through Uber Eats would maybe wear Adidas sneakers, would have you know Fiji water in their fridge. Like You really kind of think about... like Picture your ideal client in their home or in their workspace. What are the things around them? And mm-hmm. then go look at those brands and see how those brands are marketing. Because oh. they have an, uh, already mastered the language. They're a much bigger brand than we are trying to service our clients. But they have found the keywords, the messaging, the attraction that will spark in your mind. Then, how do you actually talk to your ideal client? And it's not about you, it's all about them. Then you can easily translate what you do have and how you will solve those problems, leveraging a language that your ideal client is used to hearing. Mm, That's so beautiful. As opposed to, I just so many times you hear about just the ideal client. I like how you've taken that so much further in. I get so many referrals. Like so many of the people who come to me are referrals or they have heard my podcast, etc. So it's really taking that. How do you connect that even bigger into what is available out there? I love that. And then as you're looking at your branding of your business, your services, your books, etc. going forward... You're going to now have that person, that persona in mind and shape everything you do to meet that person's need. Like marketing is all about the attraction of your ideal client into your ethos. How you take care of them is your service. Yes. Right. And that's what you've mastered. Like we've mastered service, mastering branding and marketing is like it's, it's its own gift. And mm-hmm. in that gift, it's really about understanding what are they used to and how do they say yes. It's another question to ask yourself. Like, what are they saying yes to? And how do they say yes to it? Because then that also will help you align how you offer things to them Mm -hmm. and take care of them along the way against your value system as a brand and as a business. 
Yeah, I love that. I think that's beautiful. You said that. I read this just the other day and I don't even know where it was. I cannot remember. But they were saying that you want to also behave in the manner that your ideal client in a sense. So, you know, if you're always going to be wishy-washy on what you're offering or I'm afraid to to buy into this or I'm afraid to invest in myself, like that is literally what you want. So you'll attract that. Yeah. Isn't that just so... And it's so true. It's so true. I mean, we all have fear in some ways in our business. It's just what do we... What power do we give that? And how do we choose to look at that? So I thought that that was really powerful. Like you're making decisions based on how you would like your ideal client to make them. Like make them and move on. Yeah. And know them well and get intimate with who they are and survey them often. Like we forget Mm -hmm. to even just ask them, what are they looking for? And if if I packaged it this way or this way... Would you, which one do you like? You know, like use your audience, mm-hmm. like use your, your market to give you the feedback to shape it into what they would easily say yes to. It's, mm-hmm. it's another method you could use. So good. So good. Thank you for yes. the coaching session. <laughs> of course. That's my gift to you for being on my show. I really appreciate your time. And again, definitely connect with Marsha. You guys, this has been such a fun conversation. We love hearing from you. Don't forget to hit subscribe like and share this episode with those who you feel need it. We'll see you in the next one. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.